بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللحاضرين والمستمعين يقول الشيخ الامام المجدد الشيخ محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في رساله اداب المشي الى الصلاه وتراويه سنه سنها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وفعلها جماعه افضل ويجهر الإمام بالقراءة لنقل الخلف عن السلف ويسلم من كل ركعتين لحديث صلاة الليل مثنى مثنى ووقتها بعد العشاء وسنتها قبل الوتر إلى طلوع الفجر ويوتر بعدها فإن كان له تحجد جعل الوتر بعده لقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم اجعلوا آخر صلاتكم بالليل وترا فإن أحب من له تحجد متابعة الإمام قام إذا سلم الإمام فجاء برعاة لقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم من قام مع الإمام حتى ينصرف كتب له قيام ليلة صححه الترمذي ويستحب حفظ القرآن إجماعا وهو أفضل من سائر الذكر ويجب منه ما يجب في الصلاة ويضدئ السبي وليه به قبل العلم إلا أن يعصر ويسن ختمه في كل أسبوع وفيما دونه أحيانا ويحمر ويحرم تأخير القراءة إن خاف نسيانا ويتعوذ قبل القراءة ويحرص على الإخلاص ودفع ما يضاد ويختم في الشتاء أول الليل وفي الصيف أول النهار قال الطلحة بن مصرف أدركت أحد الخير من هذه الأمة يستحبون ذلك يقولون إذا ختم أول النهار صلت عليه الملائكة حتى يمسي وإذا ختم أول الليل صلت عليه الملائكة حتى يصبح رواه الدارمي عن سعد بن أبي وقاص إسناده حسن ويحسن صوته صوته بالقراءة ويرتل ويرتله ويقرأ بحزن وتدبر ويسر الله تعالى عند آية الرحمة ويتعود عند آية العذاب ولا يجحر بين المصلين أو نيام أو تاليا جحرا بحيث يؤذيهم ولا بأس بالقراءة قائما وقاعدا ومضطجعا وراكبا وماشيا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد أن محمدًا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله أرسله رحمة للعالمين فبلغ الرسالة وعد الأمانة ونصح للأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابة محمد الذين آمنوا به وهاجروا معه وإليه وآزروه وجاهدوا معه وتركوا أوطانهم وأهليهم استجابة لداع الإيمان فكانوا أهلا لأن يثني الله عليهم وأثنى عليهم رسوله في قوله عليه الصلاة والسلام في الحديث الصحيح خير الناس يعني بعد الأنبياء 
القرن الذين بعث فيهم وهؤلاء الصحابه قال ثم الذين يلونهم وهم التابعون ثم الذين يلونهم الى اخر الحديث هؤلاء الصحابه رضي الله عنهم وارضاهم حملوا هذا الدين عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ونشروه في الافاق في الدعوه الى الله والجهاد في سبيل الله حتى فتح الله لهم البلاد والقلوب فرضي الله عنهم وارضاهم وجعلنا جميعا من محبيهم الصادقين في محبتهم ومتابعتهم يقول شيخ الاسلام رحمه الله عليه محمد بن عبد الوهاب التميمي والتراويح سنه سنها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام صلى في الليل في رمضان يعني بعد العشاء فعلم الصحابه فاتى اليه النفر ثم في اليوم الثاني جاء عدد حتى كاد يمتلئ المسجد واليوم الثالث امتلأ بهم المسجد ثم في الرابع ما حضر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني سن لهم التراويح لكن ما حضر لماذا؟ اخبرهم عليه الصلاه والسلام في لما صلى الفجر قال اما انه لن يخفى علي مكانكم ولكني خشيت ان تفرض عليكم فتعجزوا فتهلكوا فترك الاستمرار رحمه منه صلى الله عليه وسلم للامه هذه السنه بعد وفاه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم زال الخوف بان تفرض فصلاها الصحابه كانوا يصلون جماعات جماعات ثم في عهد عمر رضي الله عنه جمعهم على امام واحد واستمر هذا العمل متوارثا عند المسلمين في سائر الامصار يتهجدون في الليل يصلون يقول وفعلها جماعه افضل لماذا لانه سنها الخليفه سن جماعه مستمره واصلها شرعه رسول الله والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال عليكم بسنتي وسنه الخلفاء المهديين من بعدي عضوا عليها بالنواجذ الى اخر الحديث يقول وفعلها جماعه افضل اي لو لم يصلوا الناس جماعه افراد وتهجدوا صحت لكن اجتماع الكلمه والتجمع لها افضل اقتداء بما سنه عمر رضي الله عنه واستمر عليه واصله سنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وما تركه الا خشيه ان تفرض على الناس قال ويجهر الامام بالقراءه لنقل الخلف عن السلف يعني الامه كل طبقه تنقل عن الطبقه التي مضتها مضت قبلها التابعون نقلوا عن الصحابه 
واتباع التابعين نقلوا عن التابعين واتباعهم هكذا وتوارث الناس نقل هذه العباده الكريمه في مختلف امصار العالم الاسلامي قال ويسلم من كل ركعتين يعني هذا المصلي الامام يسلم من كل ركعتين ويسلم الناس مثله ومن صلوا افرادا هذا التهجد هذه التراويح شرع لهم ان يسلموا من كل ركعتين لكن لو لم لو لم يسلموا وصلوا مثلا تسع ركعات ولم يسلموا الا في بعد التاسعه جاز ذلك الا ان التسليم من كل ركعتين افضل لان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول صلاه الليل مثنى مثنى يعني اثنتين اثنتين فاذا خاف احدكم الصبح صلى ركعه يعني واحده توتر له ما مضى قال ووقتها بعد العشاء يعني بعد صلاه العشاء وبعد الراتبه لان بعد العشاء راتبه والذي ذكر الرواتب منها ركعتان بعد المغرب ومنها ركعتان بعد صلاه العشاء فيبدا تبدا صلاه التراويح بعد الركعتين التي بعد العشاء وسنتها قبل الوتر يعني الوتر يكون هو اخر شيء النبي قال اجعلوا اخر صلاتكم في الليل وترا يقول فان كان له تهجد الانسان اراد ان يحيي الليله بالعباده فهذا جائز لكن ينبغي له يعني افضل له ان يجعل اخر تهجده ركعه واحده لان النبي قال عليه الصلاه والسلام اجعلوا اخر صلاتكم بالليل وثرا اذا اردت ان تنهي تعبدك في النوافل في الليل فاحرص على ان يتيان بركعه منفرده اما منفرده ابتداء وانتهاء والا منفرده بحيث لا يعقبها ركعه اخرى حتى يكون العدد وثرا وسنتها قبل طلوع الفجر ويوتر بعدها هذا فان كان له تهجد جعل الوتر بعده فان احب من له تهجد متابعه الامام الانسان صلى مع ناس واكتفوا ان صلوا عشر ركعات مثلا وركعه وتر وهو يحب ان يتهجد في ليله فانه اذا سلموا قام واتى بركعه تشفع صلاته حتى ما يكون صلى اخر عمله وترا ثم يصلي ما احب فاذا اراد الانتهاء صلى ركعه منفرده تكون وترا يقول فان احب اذا سلم الامام 
يعني يقوم ويأتي بركعة والنبي يقول عليه الصلاة والسلام من صلى مع الإمام حتى ينصرف كتب له قيام ليلة يعني إذا صليت مع ناس وصلوا تهجدهم واستمريت معهم حتى انتهيت من صلاتهم يكتب لك انك تهجدت الليل جميعا اما اذا كنت تريد ان تضيف خيرا فاذا سلموا من وترهم قم واتي بركعه لا تسلم ثم اتي بركعه ثم تشهد وسلم ثم اكمل ما شئت من الاثمان قال ويستحب حفظ القران أن يعني يجمع العلماء علماء الإسلام على فضيلة وأفضلية حفظ القرآن الكريم عن ظهر خلق قال وهو أفضل من سائر الذكر القرآن كلام الله وسائر الذكر كلام الخلق والإنسان إذا قرأ القرآن يكتب له بكل حرف عشر حسنات بكل حرف عشر حسنات كما يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا أقول ألف لام من حرف وإنما ألف حرف لام حرف ميم حرف هذه الكلمة ألف لام ميم هذه يعطيك الله بها ثلاثين حسنة فكيف إذا قرأت قرآن وأكثرت يقول ويجب منه ما يجب الصلاة يعني في التهجد والتراويح يجب في هذه الصلوات ما يجب في الفريضة من قراءة الفاتحة لأن هذه الصورة لها شأن عظيم يقول النبي لا صلاة لمن لم يقرأ بفاتحة الكتاب لا بد من قراءتها والله جل وعلا ذكر أن الصلاة الفاتحة قسمت الصلاة بيني وبين عبدي نصفين ولي عبدي مساء فإذا قال العبد الحمد لله قال الله حمدني عبدي إذا قال الرحمن الرحيم قال أثنى علي عبدي إذا قال مالك يوم الدين قال مجدني عبدي صار للنفوذ السلطان العظيم إذا قال إياك نعبد وإياك قال هذه بيني وعبدي إن صدق فله جزاؤه قال عن أفضلية القرآن وهو أفضل من الذكر ويبدئ الصبي وليه به قبل العلم يعني الولد الشاب الصغير والصبية البنت ينبغي أن يكون أول ما يعلمون أن يعلموا حفظ ما يمكن حفظه من القرآن الكريم يقدم هذا على كل شيء إلا إذا صعد على الصغير 
من ذكرنا وانثى ان يحفظ علم وعلم كيفيه اداء العباده لانه اذا اكمل السبع سنين صار مخاطبا بالتعبد لله بالسلام وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مروا اولادكم بالصلاه لسبع يعني اذا اكمل الصغير من ولد او بنت السن السابعه على اهل اهله ان يعلموه الصلاه ويعمره بها الى ان يتمم العاشره فاذا اتم العاشره وهو وفرط يضرب لكن ضرب لا يشق جلدا ولا يكسر عظم بس وانما يؤلم قال ويسن ختمه في كل اسبوع النبي سن للذين يقرا القران ان يكمل القران في كل اسبوع مره يبدا من اول القران من فاتحه الكتاب ثم البقره ويستمر فارئا الى ان ينهي قراءه قل اعوذ برب الناس هذا هو الافضل ان يحافظ على ذلك في كل شهر كل سبعه ايام يكون قرأ القرآن كاملا لكن لو لم يفعل لا إثم عليه لكنه يكون مقصرا لا أقصد أنه لو قصدي لو أخل بما أنهاه بأسبوع أنهاه بعشرة لا حرج أن يختم القرآن في كل شهر ثلاث مرات من أضعف الأعمال أن لا يختمه إلا بالشهر مرة فينبغي للواحد أن يتعاهد هذا القرآن الكريم بأن يقرأه كل سبعة أيام يكمل مرة أو كل عشرة أيام أو على الأقل كل ثلاثين يوما يكون قرأ القرآن قال ويحرم تأخير القراءة إذا خاف نسيانا النبي يقول تعاهدوا هذا القرآن فإنه أشد تفلتا أو تفصيا من الإبل في عقولها الإبل إذا حل الإخار لتكون المطية معقولة تفلتت قال النبي ان القران اشد تفلتا من ذهن الحافظه من الابل اذا لم تتعاهد في عقولها قال ويتعوذ قبل القراءه يعني اذا اراد الواحد ان يقرا القران يقول اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ينبغي ان يتعاهد ذلك ويحرص على الاخلاص ودفع ما يضاد كيف يحرص؟ ينبغي وانت تقرا القران تقصد بقراءتك القران ارضاء الله هذا الكلام افضل كلام في الوجود لانه كلام الله فإيه؟ لا تقول اني اردت ان اقوم لساني بالقراءه لا اقراه ولتكن نيتك في قراءته انك تتعبد لله بقراءته لتحصل على الثواب 
قال ويختم في الشتاء أول الليل وفي الصيف أول النهار ذكر الأثر عن سعد بن أبي وقاص يقول أنه إذا ختمه في أول هذين الوقتين إن كان ختم القرآن في أول الليل صلت عليه الملائكة حتى يصبح وإن ختم القرآن في أول النهار الصبح صلت عليه الملائكة حتى يمسي إذا تعاهد الواحد الليل الطويل في الشتاء وحدث أن يختم القرآن عند بعد غروب الشمس حتى في هذه الساعة الطويلة تصلي الملائكة في الصيف وطول النهار يحرص على أن يختمه في أول النهار حتى تستمر الملائكة تصلي عليه حتى غروب الشمس قال طلحة بن مصرف أدركت على الخير من هذه الأمة يستحبون ذلك يعني أن الواحد يختم أول النهار إذا كان النهار طويلا أو يختم أول الليل إذا كان الليل طويلا وصلت عليه الملائكة حتى يمسي إلى آخره رواه الدارمي عن سعد بن أبي وقاص وإسناده حسن ويحسن صوته بالقراءة ينبغي أن يحرص كأنما يقرأ على من يستمعون له ويتعجبون من حسن قراءته بعض الناس وهو يقرأ القرآن كأنما هو يوم وليم ينبغي أن يحرص أن تخرج الحروف من مخارجها ويرتله يعني لا يسرع سراعا بعض الحروف تتساقط من شدة السرعة ويقرأ بحزن وتدبر يعني يظهر وهو يقرأ يظهر التذلل والخضوع لربه وإظهار فقره إلى الله جل وعلا ويسأل ربه يسأل الله تعالى عند آية الرحمة وهو يقرأ إذا مر بآية في رحمة سأل ربه أن يرحمه وإذا مر بآية فيها الإشارة للنار والعذاب والعقوبات يستعيد بالله من سخطه وعقوبته ويستعيد بالله من النار ثم هذا الذي يقرأ إذا كان عند أناس نائمين فلا يرفع الصوت لئلا يشوش عليهم نوما وإن كانوا يصلون لا يرفع الصوت لئلا يشوش عليهم ويلبس عليهم صلواتهم وإن كانوا يتدارسون القرآن لا يرفع الصوت لئلا يحدث لهم التباسا في القراءة يعني بذلك أنه لا يضر نفسه ولا يضر الآخرين ويجوز للإنسان يقرأ وهو يمشي وهو جالس وهو مستلقي وهو على جنب وهو راكب وهو يسوق دابته يجوز له ان يقرا على اي صفه الا اذا كان في مواضع نجسه يتجنب ذلك اسال الله جل وعلا ان يجعلنا من عباده الذين يخافونه في السر والعلم وان يحبب لنا قراءه القران ويوفقنا لاحسان تدبره 
والتحري عند قراءة ذكر الجنة نسأل الله الجنة إذا ذكر الرحمة نسأل الله رحمته عند ذكر النار نستعيذ بالله من النار عندما يمر بآيات بآيات الفتن يستجر بالله من الفتن إلى غير ذلك أسأل الله أن يوفقنا جميعا لما يحب ويرضى وصلى الله على نبينا محمد The Shaykh Hafiz Allah Ta'ala began by mentioning the name of Allah Azza wa Jal. We praise Him, we seek His assistance, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our deeds. And we bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, He is alone and He has no partners. For Him is the dominion and the praise, and He is able to do all things. And may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon His Messenger Muhammad, the one that Allah sent as a mercy to mankind. He gave the message, he fulfilled the trust, and he fought in the way of Allah a true fighter. And may Allah be pleased with his companions, those who believed in him and migrated with him and to him, and those who supported him and defended him, and they abandoned their own lands and their own families to answer his call. So Allah praised them and their messengers and his messenger sallallahu praised them in his statement the best of the people are the people that I was sent during their time and then those who followed them and those who followed them from amongst the tabi'un and atba' tabi'in these companions of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam they carried the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam until it reached all parts of the world and they did so with uh, da'wah and fighting in the way of Allah Azzawajal until uh, Allah Azzawajal opened the countries, different countries, different lands, and Allah opened the hearts. So Allah, may Allah Azzawajal make us from amongst those who are sincere and our love of them and our adherence to their way. Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned in the treaties, the etiquette of walking to the prayer at the Tarawiyah is uh, from the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, which he first performed in the month of Ramadan after Salat of Isha. The Prophet وسلم, first prayed the prayer alone and when the companions uh, became aware of him praying, they joined him. So the first night, a few companions joined him. And then the second night, a few more joined him. And then the third night, the masjid became packed. So the fourth night, the Prophet ﷺ did not come out to pray. So the following day, after they prayed Salat al-Fajr, the Prophet ﷺ informed the companions why he did not come out to pray. He said, I was not unaware of your standing last night but I abandoned uh, praying with you because I feared that it would become obligatory upon you and then it would become a difficulty for you and then after uh, the death of the Prophet وسلم, this fear of the prayer becoming obligatory upon them ended because he was no longer alive وسلم, so his companion uh, one of the Fulafar Rashidin, Umar ibn Khattab, he brought back the Sunnah. He brought back the Sunnah and he gathered the people in the prayer under one Imam. 
So, and this is that which the Muslims continue to do in different parts, different uh, Muslim lands. The, continue, the, 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 the Muslims continue to pray in congregation behind one Imam. And this is that which is better as it was mentioned by the author Rahim Allah Ta'ala. And the Shaykh said, why is it better to perform uh, this, the Tarawih prayer in congregation? Because it was the action of uh, Umar ibn Khattab. He gathered the companions behind one imam so that they can pray in congregation. And likewise, it was the action of the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ, the first three nights he prayed as the imam for the companions. So it, it is the sunnah of the Prophet and the sunnah of his rightly guided uh, Khalifa, Umar ibn Khattab Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but if a person was to pray alone, his salat would be correct. If the person was to pray alone, his salat would be correct. But that which is better in terms of unification and unifying uh, the Muslims is that they pray behind one Imam. And likewise, because this is the action that was done by Umar, and before him it was the action that was done by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then the Shaykh, uh, the author mentioned Rahimahullah Ta'ala, that the Imam now, and the, and the reason the author mentioned, and likewise, that the Imam should uh, recite audibly, uh, because this is what was, uh, uh, has been brought down by the Salaf. And the Shaykh mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, every generation passed this knowledge on. Every generation passed this knowledge on. The Tabi'un, uh, the fact that the Salat al is heard, um, the Tabi'un, they narrated this from the companions. And the Atba'a Tabi'een, they narrated this from the Tabi'oon. So this is something that was passed uh, down from, from the Salaf. That the, the Salat al should be Jahram. And then the author Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentioned, in kulli rak'atain, That the Imam should, during Salat al he should make Tasneem after two units, every two units of prayer. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so this is what is upon the Imam. That after each, or after each two units uh, of prayer, the Imam should make tasneem. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but if a person did not make the tasneem, if a person prayed uh, nine units of prayer, if the person, Mathalan, prayed nine units of prayer without any tasneem, and then they made the tasneem, it is accepted. It is accepted. But that which is preferred is that the person makes tasneem after each two units of prayer, why? Because the Prophet, because of the hadith of the Prophet and it's mentioned uh, that the Prophet said the night prayer is two by two. Night prayer is two units by two units. Isha, and the time for the Tarawiyah prayer is after Isha. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, meaning after you pray Isha and the Sunnahs for Isha, the Ratiba, the two units of prayer after the Isha. After that is when you should pray the, the Tarawiyah. Because the Prophet ﷺ has advised us and encouraged us to pray uh, extra prayers. For example, after Salat al-Maghrib, the Prophet ﷺ has encouraged us to pray uh, the two units of prayer. And likewise, after Salat al-Isha, the Prophet ﷺ has advised and encouraged us to pray two units of prayer. So Salat al-Tarawiyah would start after those two units of prayer. وَقَبْلَ الْوَتْرِ And the Salat al-Tarawiyah is before you pray uh, the witr. Because the witr is the last prayer that you should pray at night. 
based on the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, make the final prayer at night to be art, to be witted, one unit. Then the author ﷺ mentioned, If the person would like to pray more, if the person prays in the congregation, they pray Salatul Tarawiyah in the congregation, behind the Imam, and then later on at night they want to pray more. What does the individual do? The Shaykh said, Hadith Allah Ta'ala, or the author Rahimah Ta'ala mentioned, uh, whoever wants to pray more at night, and he wants to follow the Imam, when the Imam makes the Tasneem for the Witr, the person doesn't make Tasneem with the Imam. The person stands and makes one more unit of prayer. And he performs one more unit of prayer to make uh, the last prayer with the Imam even, and then later on he would go home and pray more, and then pray one, one unit of prayer. Uh, and the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, because this is very important that, that we end our prayers at night with one unit as was, as was uh, instructed by the Prophet ﷺ in that hadith. Make your final prayer at night one unit. So then the Shaykh reiterated Habib Allah Ta'ala, so if the Imam, for example, prayed ten, if the Imam prayed ten units of prayer, and then the Imam was praying one unit of witr, and the person wanted to go home and continue praying. When the Imam makes the tasneem from that one unit of prayer, the person would stand up and complete one more unit. The person would stand up and complete one more unit, and then later on, when he goes home and he prays by himself, he makes the witr himself. He would make the witr himself. And the reason why um, it is recommended that the individual completes uh, the, the Tarawih prayer with the Imam is because of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, whoever prays with the Imam until he completes the prayer, it is written for him the reward of praying, of praying the full night. So if the individual prays with the Imam, until the Imam finishes, he gets written for him as if he prayed the full night. As if he prayed the full night. But if a person wants to add more, so they want to go home and they want to continue their prayer, it is accepted, but they should make their witr alone. They should make their witr alone. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentions uh, the recommendation of memorizing the Qur'an. He said, this is a consensus amongst the scholars of Islam that it is recommended for the person to, memor to memorize the Qur'an and the Qur'an is the best of speech because it is the speech of Allah. Whereas other forms, uh, other forms of remembrance are the speech of mankind. But the Qur'an is the speech of Allah Azawajal. And with every letter that a person recites of the Qur'an, they get ten rewards. The Prophet said, I do not say that Alif Lam Meen these three letters, I do not say that if you recite this, these three letters, you get ten rewards. No, I'm saying Alif is ten rewards, and Lam is ten rewards, and Mim is ten rewards. So just by reciting these three letters, a person gets thirty rewards. So what would the case be if a person recites much of the Qur'an? How can we imagine how much reward would the person obtain by reciting uh, a lot of the Qur'an? And uh, what is upon the individual, وَيَجِبْ مِنْهُ مَا يَجِبْ فِي الصَّلَاةِ يعني In the Salat al 
the same thing that's upon you in Tarawih is upon you in the regular prayers. For example, reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, just like it's obligatory upon you to recite Surah Al-Fatiha in the obligatory prayers, it's, a, it's upon you to recite Surah Al-Fatiha in the Tarawih prayer. And the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha is something tremendous. As the Prophet ﷺ said, there is no prayer for the person that does not recite Al-Fatiha. So it is mandatory for you to recite Al-Fatiha. And likewise, the statement uh, in the Hadith Al-Qudsi, where the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah said, I have divided the prayer between me and my servant. When the person says, all praise be to Allah, Allah says, my servant has praised me. When the person says, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Allah says, my servant has glorified me. Uh, and then when the person comes to Allah says, this is between me and my servant. And I will give my servant that which he has requested. So the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha is extremely important. Uh, then the author Ta'ala, mentions that the small child, this is the first thing that his guardian or, or parent should start with him. And that is memorizing the Qur'an. Memorizing from the Qur'an. Whether this is a small boy or whether this is a small girl, the first thing that you should teach your children is to memorize from the Qur'an. It takes precedence to all other affairs. And if it's difficult for the child to memorize a good portion of the Qur'an, then you should allow them to memorize a smaller portion of the Qur'an. And likewise, you should teach them how to pray. You should teach them how to pray. As, it's come, as it has come in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, to teach, the, uh, to order the children to pray at seven. Order them to pray at seven. So once the child reaches the age of seven, they should know how to pray. It's upon the parents to teach them the prayer. And when they reach the age of ten, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that you should beat them if they do not pray. You should beat the child if he or she does not pray. But the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is not the type of beating where you scar them or you break a bone or you, 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 you leave a wound. No, it's the type of uh, beating that the child understands the importance of the, the action. Then the author, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, mentions uh, can, about the completion of recitation of the Qur'an from cover to cover in one week. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, verily the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has uh, uh, informed us or instructed us to complete the Qur'an uh, once a week. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, from Surah Al-Fatiha to Surah Al-Nas, in seven days a person should complete it. A person should complete it. But if a person doesn't have the ability to do that, then a person can complete it in ten days, or a person can complete it, can complete it in thirty days, so the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, and this is the, the lowest that a person should do. That a person should complete the Qur'an every 30 days. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, it's very important that a person conditions themselves to read, to complete the Qur'an. To the best of their ability, every 7 days. Or every 10 days, or every 30 days, a person should condition themselves to read and complete the Qur'an. Uh, then the author mentions about uh, for, forgetting the Qur'an, the person memorizing it and forgetting it. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala is very important that we constantly condition ourselves to read and memorize the Qur'an. Because of the hadith of the Prophet and also to review 
our memorization of the Quran. It's important that we condition ourselves and we constantly review what we've memorized of the Quran. Because of the hadith of the Prophet I swear by Allah, the Quran runs away from the individual quicker than the untied camel. Quicker, quicker than the untied camel. And the Shaykh Mantra Habib Allah Ta'ala, the camel is the type of animal if you release uh, the tie or the rope, the camel will immediately try to run away. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is what was mentioned by the Prophet regarding the Quran. If you do not hold on to it, if you do not review it, it will leave you. Then the author Rahimahullah mentioned about uh, before reciting the Quran, the person should uh, make ta'awwud billah, a'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim. This is from the etiquettes of recitation of the Quran. Then the author Rahimahullah mentioned that a person should be diligent in uh, being sincere and uh, preventing that which is the opposite of sincerity when they recite the Quran. The person, when they recite the Quran, the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, and he stressed, when the person recites the Qur'an, they should do it for the pleasure of Allah Azzawajal. And they should understand that what they're reciting is the best speech, because it is the speech of Allah. It is the speech of Allah. So when a person recites the Qur'an, they should correct their intention, and they should make their intention that they are completing a worship for Allah Azzawajal in order to obtain the reward. In order to obtain reward from Allah Azzawajal. Then the author Rahimahullah mentioned that if a person is, is completing the Qur'an in the winter, they should do it, they should complete it at the beginning of the night. And if they're completing the Qur'an in the summer, they should complete it at the beginning of the day. And the author mentioned a statement of Talha bin Musarraf, which is reported on the authority of uh, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas and that is that he said that if a person uh, completes the Quran in the beginning of the day, the angels, the angels send prayers upon them until the night. And if a person completes the Quran at the night, the angels send prayers upon them until the morning. But why did they say in this in the winter? person should complete it at the beginning of the night and in the summer the person should complete it at the beginning of the day because of the length of the day and the night. In the winter, in the winter the night is long. So if you can complete your recitation of the Quran in the beginning of the night, the angels would supplicate for you for many hours until Salat al-Fajr. And in the summer the days are very long. So if you complete your recitation of the Qur'an at the beginning of the day, the angels would supplicate for you until the night. So because of the length of the day and the length of the night, you want, obviously, you want the angels to supplicate for you more. So in the winter, you complete your recitation of the Qur'an at night, at the beginning of the night, Salat al-Maghrib. And in the summer, you complete your recitation at the beginning of the day, Salat al-Fajr, so that the angels will supplicate for you for the rest of that time. Then the Shaykh mentioned, then the author Rahimahullah mentioned uh, the importance of beautifying your voice when you recite the Quran. The Shaykh said, Habibullah some people when they recite the Quran, they don't uh, take focus of beautifying their voice, but they should. They should take focus to beautifying their voice, and they should try to give each letter its right. They shouldn't chop the letters, they shouldn't shorten the letters. No, they should try to give each letter its right. 
And then the person should re recite the Qur'an with tafteel. And tafteel is that you don't recite it quickly. That you take your time when you recite the Qur'an. You do not recite it quickly. Likewise, the person, when they recite the Qur'an, they should show some uh, humbleness. And they should show uh, uh, a sort of sadness. And the reason why, because they humble themselves for Allah. They humble themselves for Allah. And they should show that they are in tremendous need of Allah Azawajal. And likewise, when a person recites the Qur'an and they come across a verse of mercy, they should ask Allah for mercy. And when they come across a verse mentioning the hellfire and punishment, they should seek refuge in Allah from the hellfire and all types of punishments. And likewise, if a person is reciting the Qur'an and others are in his company, if someone is sleeping, they should not raise their voice to wake this person. And if someone is praying, they should not disturb this person by raising their voice. So the point is they should not uh, harm others who are in their company. And likewise, it is permissible for a person to recite the Qur'an while he's walking, or while he's standing, or while he's sitting, or while he's on his side. All of this is permissible. But that which is not permissible is that a person does not recite, is that a person should not recite the Qur'an when he's a place of, uh, if there's a place which is dirty, or there's defecation and likes, a person should not recite the Qur'an in such a, a state. In the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from amongst those who fear Him in private and in open. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from amongst the people who love the recitation of the Qur'an. Uh, and that when we recite the Qur'an, we focus and we contemplate over that which we are reciting. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from amongst those when we recite the Qur'an and we come across verses of mercy, we ask Allah from His mercy. And when we recite the Qur'an and we come across verses of fire and punishment, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal for protection from the fire and the punishment. And may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his family members and companions. وكيف ذلك يقول هل الإخلاص درجات وإذا زاد الإيمان هل يزيد الإخلاص وهل الإخلاص حد أو هل علينا أن نسعى دائما لزيادة الإخلاص الإخلاص متعلق بالإيمان لأن الإنسان قد يعمل العمل يقول أنه لله ليس لله فالله لا يقبل من العمل إلا ما كان له جل وعلا الإنسان قد يعمل العمل في أصله لله لكنه يحب أن يتحدث الناس عنه أنه رجل متدين أصل التدين لله هذا يدخل يدخل فيه ضعف الإيمان ولذلك الإيمان يزيد بالطاعة المخلص وينقص بالمعصية الله ذكر في القرآن الزيادة في الإيمان النبي يقول الإيمان بضع وسبعون شعبة نادر الناس اللي تكون السبعين والبضع كلهم مجموع تجتمع فيهم لكن النبي 
لما ذكر مسائل قال لا التي يكون خاليا منها ليس معه ذره في ماله وليس وراء ذلك حبه خردا للايمان من رأى منكم منكرا فليغير في يده لم يستطع فبقلبه وذلك اضعف الايمان وفي حديث اخر وليس وراء ذلك حبه خردا للايمان فالاخلاص للوجه لله جل وعلا في العمل يجعله محفوظ ثوابه خالصا لهذا العبد الذي اخلص للعمل كل ما كان اكثر احسان كل ما كان اثقل في النزاع Does their sincerity increase? Sheikh mentioned, sincerity is related to your, your iman, it is related to your faith. And it's possible that a person does, a, does an action and they claim that it is sincerely for Allah, but it is not for Allah. Verily, we should know that the actions are not accepted, except if they are sincerely for Allah. And the Shaykh said, it's possible that a person does an action and that action is legislated. But they want others to praise them. They want others to feel that they are religious. This shows a weakness in faith. Indeed, your faith increases with your obedience to Allah. And your faith decreases with your disobedience to Allah. And Allah mentioned the increase of Iman in the Quran. And likewise, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that Iman is set in something branches. And it's very rare that you will find a person who can complete all 70 something branches. And likewise, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, mentioned that it's possible that a person is void of all of these branches and there's no faith in the individual. And this came in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, whoever sees something uh, displeasing, then change it with his hand. And then he sit here. If he cannot, then with his tongue. If he cannot, then with his, uh, he should hate it in his heart. And that is the weakest form of Iman. And there's another narration that says, and there's no Iman after that. Even the size of a mustard seed. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so it's important that a person is very diligent in protecting uh, and working on his sincerity so that the reward is protected for him. Um, the reward is for the individual who is sincere in his actions. And the better an individual is, is in his actions, the more weighty he would be on the scale of the deeds. لا أستطيع إذا لم أستطيع أن أختم قراءة للقرآن مرة في الشهر هل هذا يعتبر هذا يعتبر حجرا للقرآن؟ لا إن شاء الله لا يكون وإنما يكون فاتح أجر كبير ما دامت أن كل حرف من القرآن له عشر حسنات فانظر كم القرآن من حرف الذي ذكر أن 
من حافظ على قراءة الآيتين الأخيرتين من سورة البقرة في كل ليلة لم يكن من الغافلين then does this mean that I have abandoned the Qur'an? The Sheikh said, no, it does not mean that you have abandoned the Qur'an, but you have uh, missed a tremendous amount of reward. As the Prophet mentioned, with every recitation of, or with the recitation of every letter, a person will get 10 rewards. So how much, how many letters are in the Qur'an? And likewise, you have other things that a person can do, uh, such as, such as what the Prophet mentioned, whoever uh, can continuously uh, recites the last verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, he will not be written from amongst the negligent. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى هل يجوز التفريق بين التراويح والتحجب في مسجد واحد في العشر الاواخر من رمضان؟ حيث يصلى الامام مع جماعه في اول الليل ويصلى الامام اخر في اخر الليل؟ يجوز كما يجوز اذا صلى مع الجماعه اللي في اول الليل واكمل الصلاه معهم وهو يريد ان يزيد تهجده يصلي عمو فرق بعد ما يضيف ركعة ليكون عنها صلاتهم بغير الوتر ثم يصلي ما شاء فلا حرج في ذلك والنبي ذكر أن أفضل الصلاة يعني تطوع الصلاة الليل So the individual is asking, is it permissible uh, to separate, to have uh, between the tarawih and the tahajjid in one masjid, the last night of Ramadan? So the imam, uh, so an imam prays with one congregation at the beginning of the night, and then another imam prays with another congregation at the end or toward the end of the night. Sheikh said it's permissible, just like it's permissible um, for an individual if they pray with the congregation, the beginning of the night, like we did in the lesson tonight, we pray with the congregation at the beginning of the night, and then later, and then when the imam uh, prays with you, you stand up and you pray another minute of the prayer because you want to pray later on, it's the same. So it's permissible for an individual to pray with congregation, and then later on to pray uh, once again in congregation. Uh, if a person wants to increase, there's no problem in that. And the Shaykh said, Habibullah because the Prophet said the best prayer uh, is the prayer at night. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى هل يجوز أن أصلي صلاة الليل في الجماعة في البيت خارج شهر رمضان أو في غير شهر رمضان؟ يجوز أن يصلي الواحد مع جماعة أو إمام جماعة الصلاة في الليل 
ولو في غير رمضان انما يكره ان يستمر استمرار لأنها بهذه الطريقه لان هذا لم يكن مستمرا في عهد الصحابه ولا شك ان الصحابه اكمل في ايمانهم واعمالهم for uh, the congregation to pray with an imam, uh, the night prayer, other than the month of Ramadan, but what is disliked is that it is continuous. What is disliked is that it becomes uh, the norm, because this was not done by the companions. This was not done by the companions, and indeed the companions are more uh, close to perfection in their faith and in their deeds. يقول السؤال حبيبكم الله تعالى هل الأفضل أن أصلي 23 ركعة أو 11 ركعة في التراويح في رمضان؟ الأفضل أن يصلي الواحد مع الجماعة كما يصلون إذا صلى في مسجد الإمام يصلي 23 ركعة ينبغي أن يقتدي به ولو اكتفى بعشر كما يفعل بعض الناس وقال هذه تكفي وتر ما يكون كالذي صلى مع الامام حتى انهى الصلاه فيكتب له قيام الليل كله. with the congregation. You pray the same number as the congregation that you're praying in. Um, so if the masjid that you're praying in are praying 23 units and you complete it with them and you follow them and you do not suffice with 10. Like some people, they suffice with 10 and they say this is better. But the individual would not be like the one who has completed the prayer with the Imam so he gets the reward of the, the, the night prayer, the complete night, or he gets the reward of playing, praying the full night. The Qulisar Habibum Allah Ta'ala, Hal Qurabil Hil Min Wasail Ziyadat al Risk, Mithl Al Istighfar, Awsilat al Rahm. No, Allah has the Quran and Kareem. وَلْتَسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا وَسْنَسْتَمَعَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ إِلَى آخِرِ الْآيَةِ في سورة نوح إن من الاستغفار والإكثار منه من أسباب إدرار الرزق على العبد like istighfar and uh, keeping family tight. Sheikh said, yes, Allah is what mentioned in the Quran. Now I'm going to repeat the question. Uh, Allah mentioned in the Quran um, where the Prophet said to his followers or said to his people, uh, seek forgiveness from your Lord. Verily, he is more forgiving. He will send to you the rain and he will increase you in children to the end of the verses of Surah Al-Nuh. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so seeking forgiveness from Allah Azza wa is one of the reasons why Allah Azza wa will increase you in wealth. 
فيكم الله السائل يقول هل طلب العلم من وسائل زياده الرزق مثل الاستغفار؟ طلب العلم لا شك انه مفيد ومن افضل الاعمال ولكن الاستغفار هذا دعاء والله يقول وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم فاذا فاستغفر الله فانت تدعو ربك ان يغفر لك The Sheikh said, there's no doubt seeking knowledge is something important and is from the best of the deeds, but seeking forgiveness from Allah is something different. It is actually supplicating to Allah, asking Allah to forgive you. Salah mentioned in the Quran, as your Lord said, call on me and I will forgive you. So, istighfar is that you're seeking forgiveness from Allah. يقول سعد حبيب الله تعالى لقد نهى لقد نهى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن القزع كما في حديث ابن عمر رضي الله عنه رضي الله عنهما فما هو القزع وما صفته؟ القزع ان يحلق بعضه الشعر الراس ويترك البعض الاخر او يقصر كالتدرج في الطريقة الحديثة الجديدة يبدأ في أسفل الرأس الخلف يحلق ثم يرتفع شيئا فشيء ويستمر الارتفاع كل ذلك من الأشياء التي نهى عنها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فهو القزع نهى عن القزع وهو هذه الطريقة سواء حلق بعض شعر الرأس وكان موجودا في الجاهليه ليس بالطريقه التي الان تفنن الناس فيها وانما كانوا يحلقون جزءا من الراس اذا شاءوا ولا سيما في المصائب اذا اصيبوا بمصيبه حصل هذا الامر Forbade Qaza, something called Qaza, as it's come in the hadith of Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. So, what is this and what is its description? Sacred Habibullah, Qaza is that you shave some of your head and you leave other, uh, another portion. And present day, it's what you see of them putting different levels in the hair, uh, similar to a fade. So, it's shaved. And then it gradually shows the hair, and this is similar to al-qaza, and this is forbidden by has been forbidden by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this is that which they used to do in jahiliyyah. Not exactly how it's done today. Today it's more developed, as the Shaykh mentioned, Abu Bakr. But in jahiliyyah, they would cut some of their hair, and they believe some of their hair specifically when there was a tragedy, a tragedy took place, they would they would do this. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى هل يجوز للمصلي ان يقطع الصلاه وينتقل الى صف اخر بسبب رائحه كريهه؟ اذا كانت الرائحه شديده 
ذيك الكراهيه يخشى ان تلبس عليه الصلاه ولا يكفر فلا حرج في ذلك. Because of a disliked uh, smell, the Sheikh Mujahid Abu Bakr, this smell is very strong. Uh, the smell is very strong, and the person fears that it would disturb their prayer. Then there's no problem in then moving, breaking the prayer, moving to a different road. يقول السارح حديث مولاه تعالى هل يجوز متابعه المؤذن في اذانه اذا سمع الشخص الاذان عبر التلفون او الراديو في مدينه اخرى؟ اذا كان المؤذن هذا الشخص اللي سمعه هذا الصوت اللي يسمعه الواحد هو الاذان جاز له بل يكون العمل فاضلا وان كان المقصود في العاده أنه سماع المؤذن الذي سيكون الواحد يصلي معه لكن ما دام أنه صوت مؤذن يأتي بكلمات الأذان فمن عزم أراد مجاوبته للحصول على العجل الذي بينه النبي فهو إن شاء الله واصل Individuals ask me, is it permissible to follow the, the voice of the Mu'addin if you hear the Adhan on the telephone, on the radio, or the lights? Actually, it says on the television, or the radio, or the lights. The Sheikh said, if what you're hearing is the Mu'addin uh, following the Adhan, it's permissible for you to follow him, and this is considered a good deed. This is considered a good deed. If that which is being uh, read is the Adhan, uh, and the person wants to follow the follow the Muaddin so that he can gain the reward that has been mentioned, then this is permissible and recommended. يرده إلى الشركة إن خاف التضرر لو رده أرامية يصرف طريق بأن يدخل هذا المبلغ أو ما يقابله على الشركة بأي وسيلة يكون أبرأ ذمته من ذلك المال المسروق Individuals asking if a person steals an amount of money from a company and then the, the thief uh, repents, how can they return the, the money which was stolen? The Sheikh said, he should return it to the company. But if he fears that he would be harmed if he returns it to the company, then he should try to find a way of giving it back to the company uh, in order for him to be free from blame. So he tries to find some type of means of giving it back to the company with order, in order for him to be free from blame. Good job. First of all, we thank Allah for this meeting. 
واسال الله جل وعلا ان يجعل لقاءنا هذا صادرا منا ابتغاء مرضاه الله كما ارجوه سبحانه وتعالى واساله ان يثيبنا عليه لا على قدر عملنا وانما على قدر احسانه وجوده وكرمه سبحانه وتعالى كما اسال الله جل وعلا ان يعز الاسلام والمسلمين ويذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وان يطفئ نيران الفتن التي تستعد في كثير من البلاد الاسلاميه وان يحل محلها التعاون على البر والتقوى والتناهي عن الاثم والعدوان كما اسال جل وعلا ان يعاجل المظلومين ومن قصفت في بلادهم الفتن ان يعاجلهم بالفرج في الشام بان يمكنهم ينقذهم من حكومه النصيريه تلك الطائفه الملحده الخريفه وان يرينا في من يعين تلك الطائفه من رافضه سواء من العراق او ايران او لبنان او غيرهم ومن بلاد الروس ان يرينا في في جميع هؤلاء الظالمين المؤيدين لهذا النصيري الملحد بشار الاسد وحكومته ان يرينا في اولئك عجائب قدرته باختلال دولهم وفساد احوالهم وتفرق جمعهم وان ينتصر ينصر الله جل وعلا الحق واهل علمه في الدعاء كما اسال جل وعلا ان يعاجل ما عصف بلا اهل اليمن في تلك الثوره الانقلابيه التي كانت باشعال نيران الفتن من ايران ان يعاجلها بانطفائها وانتصار الحق على اهل الباطل واذلالهم وان يوفق ولي امر هذه البلاد بكل ما من شانه اعزاز كلمه التوحيد واكرام المسلمين عند وفودهم الى بيت الله الحرام والى مسجد رسوله الكريم او عند ورودهم لكسب المعيشه او اي عمل يريدونه مما يبيحه الله لعباده اسال الله ان يثيب ولي امرنا على الخير ويصده عن الشر وان يمتعه بالتماس مرضاه الله جل وعلا في تعامله فيما بينه وبين الله وفيما بينه وبين من ياتون الى هذه البلاد او هم من اهلها وان يثلج صدره بفشل اهل الالحاد والفجور والظلم والعدوان عاجل غير عاجل والحمد لله رب العالمين. الشيخ حبيب الله allowed us to come together, also allowing us to come together and ask Allah Azzawajal to make this gathering. Uh, the purpose of it is to please Allah, and we ask Allah to reward us in doing so, not because of our action, but because of the, the grace and the generosity from Allah. We ask Allah Azzawajal to give might and glory to Islam and to debase the disbelievers. We ask Allah to bring an end and to extinguish uh, the, the fires 
which have been set, fires of calamity and trials which have been uh, present in many different Muslim lands. We ask Allah to replace them with joining together upon good and taqwa. We ask Allah to give ease to the people who have been oppressed in the areas like in Syria. We ask Allah to uh, save them from their uh, oppressive rulers. And we ask Allah to show us by way of them his punishment for them and from for the Rafila uh, of Iraq and Lebanon and uh, also of their supporters in, in Russia. We ask Allah to show us the, the, the might of his ability in punishing them uh, by destroying uh, their countries and by um, uh, causing uh, turmoil in their affairs. We ask Allah to uh, give support to the truth. And we ask Allah for the people of Yemen to give them ease and to uh, end the, the, the fire that has taken place there. Uh, then we ask Allah to give success to the ruler of this country uh, and to support him with everything which is uh, needed to give might to uh, the kalimat of Tawheed and support to Tawheed. And we ask Allah to give him success in uh, servicing the Muslims those who come, uh, those who are present in this country, and those who visit the house of Allah Azawajal, and those who come from abroad, and those who are seeking their, their, their provision, we ask Allah Azawajal to give the, the ruler uh, success in uh, protecting them. And we ask Allah Azawajal to reward him for the good that he has done, and we ask Allah Azawajal to protect him from all types of harm. Uh, and we ask Allah Azawajal uh, to uh, expand his chest in defense and support of the truth. And our last supplication is all praise be to Allah and the Lord, and the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad and his family members and companions.